Welcome to Toast in the Morning. It is now time to put on your big boy pants. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, after a brilliant start to our website, you know, go check it out, toastinthemorning.com, where the content is being roll- rolling out with our chief sports writer, Evan Flores. Killing it. You know, sh- shit's going good. Uh, you know, I'm up again this week in predictions. We're still inching back. We're still inching back, you know, inching up after I had a hold on, there's a bug on my wall. Got it. I had a rough week right. one, and honestly, I've been recovering ever since. But you know what? I'm there. I think I've proved to be consistent. I was damn near undefeated going into the four o'clock games and got every single one of those wrong. Yeah. It's honestly impressive. <laughs> it's honestly impressive. Hey. You cannot tell me I didn't get screwed in two of those games. Two of those games were like last minute decisions, decisions, results. Yeah, I know. Crazy. Let's take it as it is. Let's dive right into it. Let's get into it. Come on. Okay. Honestly, you know, it would be funny, though, if we just had like a morning show, like we just went on Twitch for like an hour at 7 a.m. I don't think we're there yet. Let's, imagine, uh, how, how, how funny would that be? Imagine it's just like you and me, like, okay, today. Yes, exactly. That's genius. Write that down. Write that down. Big brain, big brain, Pete. So, let, how, let, let's honestly let's open up with the great concept people on here. I'm gonna talk about my Giants for a little bit, and then I'm gonna let you take. Whatever you got to say out of the way, okay? Because I know you're a okay. big London guy, right? Love love the country. Chip, chip, cheerio. English we'll message. A second. I feel like that was a lyric. Anyways. What? Is the chicken ball lyric? There it was. That's what it was yeah, from. Day, bro. <laughs> I was like, I've heard that before. Anyways. Yeah. The Giants. Okay. Where do I begin? Because we're ass, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Kadarius Tony looks like he's doing good right at the gate, gets hurt. He's not in the game. We already don't have forget about I can't even mention uh Blake Martinez every week because he's out for the year. Don't have Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepherd's our only receiver. On top of the fact we're missing linemen, we can't block as it is. Okay. Now we have Daniel Jones with those three interceptions, and he looks almost lost this game. I'm, a, I'm hoping maybe he's still concussed a little bit. Like, I'm not hoping that for him, but still, maybe that's an excuse you can give him. But I still believe in Daniel Jones. I still think he's our guy. And, you know, so I see a lot of people talk about the PFF statistics and kind of lean Daniel Jones' favor. He's having a solid season so far. Not time to panic off of one game. But where comes the panic is injuries, and our defense is not looking good on top of the fact that our offense is on the field for 30 seconds, and then defense is constantly running the field, and it's just a problem once again. So going already looking into next year, right? Forget the season's lost. We've learned a lot. We know just don't draft anyone on offense and don't re-sign Saquon Barkley, another injury we had. For the love of God. I love him to death. Love Saquon Barkley, ridiculous talent, ridiculous athlete. It's kind of like a little bit does, but you can see with Zeke, you see it historically over and over again. Don't pay your running backs, especially against the healthy. Look at look at Christian McCaffrey. No, 
yeah, he, can, he can't stay on the field. And then it comes up in that argument, right? You have this high-producing running back, and you pay them millions upon millions, and he's making – how much is CMC making you? It's got, be, it's got to be more than 10, right? Oh, definitely. It's probably like 15 plus to 20. Um, but but what I'm saying is – so he's like real value to the team. You know, people make the argument, right? It's like, oh, don't you know? Don't utilize him as much. He needs to stay healthy. Don't don't run him like the workhorse you want him to be. But then, right out of the gate, you're paying all this money for him, and you're not going to use him as much to keep him from getting injured and already losing value there. Running backs get hurt. You draft young guys, use their rookie contract, trade them, or let them walk. And then you know either so once again either get guys in free agency or you sign them in the draft. It's just that your odds are not in your favor. Of course, there's those couple guys that work out like Derrick Henry. Don't even include him in that conversation. But there's nobody else like Derrick Henry. He's like 6'4", 260. Doesn't get hurt and runs for 200 yards a game. He doesn't count. Like, nobody's running like Derrick Henry. No one's not getting hurt as Derrick, like Derrick Henry. On average, you should not pay these guys big money. And I don't want to see the Giants get caught up in a four or five-year deal with Saquon Barkley only to regret it because now they can't spend money on their offensive line and their defense. CMC makes $16 million per year. Yeah, you know, I said 15 to 20 so that sounds about right. It, and just looking to next year, I really want them to actually, actually dive in on like the O-line. Whatever you have to do. Please, please, please draft an early guy. You know, I, I'm really hoping. I don't know who the prospects are this year. I haven't really looked into it thus far. But I would really love to see the Giants hit on a generational lineman. And then at the same time, we've had this discussion a million times, but the defense needs help. We need linebackers. Pass rushes are a little better. Some guys, you know, really seem like they're clicking a little bit. Our secondary seems lost. And they've gone absolutely scorched the last two weeks. So take that as you wish. But once again, I think I'm more optimistic than the average Giants fan in the sense that I believe in Daniel Jones and I genuinely believe we have the talent on offense to get it done. But we've been saying this for years, right? We have the receivers. We need a line. We've been saying it. It's time to actually get it done. I think Gettleman has to go. Uh, I don't think Judge goes. Yeah, I, th- I, I just I, – I don't know what's going on in the, within the organization. I don't know how they haven't figured an offensive line yet. It seems like the, even the Bengals have, like, the least amount of pressure in the league and they had damn near the worst offensive line last year. I mean, it seems like they were very confident in themselves not to draft Penny Sewell, and they figured out, right, well, how, like, that's the thing we was talking about before where, like, the offensive lineman that you draft isn't necessarily an automatic fix. It's the chemistry they have within the line. And they, they figured it out. Like, how can we not ever figure it out? We've had a bad offensive line for like a decade now. Yeah. But on that note, go Giants. I just want to see them. Like, and the other thing, this is my other last closing comment is I'm not a fan of tanking. I don't like to tank. I think it's bad for culture and bad for the team to win two, three games. Will the Giants probably win two, three, four games? Most likely. 
but I want to see them at least win those couple games. Like it's it's no good when you try and lose games. Bad for your culture. Bad for your players. Players want to leave. No one wants to play for your organization if you're trying to lose to get draft picks. Fair enough. And on that, go Giants. Take it away, Evan. Uh, before I dive into Tino, my favorite team in the world. I think if Gettleman goes, I think Judge should go. I think you need you need the GM to pick his coach. I think it depends I think on the GM. Some GMs, well, I, like, some GMs really get with get along with the coach. Okay. If okay. if we bring okay, just, a coveted GM and he, I know, so I don't need to cut you off. Go ahead. No, oh, continue. No, we're de- we're debating. It's a back and forth thing. Go ahead. Okay, like a, a Socratic seminar, right? All right, all right. You, you got to raise your hand every time I'm speaking. The little zoom, you know. And then I got to stand up from my desk and say, "Actually," but that's true. What you're saying, that <clears throat> the, the new GM, as you put the clap uh, icon, it kind of looks like a raising hand. That no, but um, there we go. That's the one. Yes, absolutely. The GM can come in. A new GM can come in and be like, "Yes, I want that." I want the new GM, but there's obviously John Mara who looks like he likes to get involved. So he would definitely have some sort of input and to the new GM being like, Hey, listen, I want you to deal with my head coach. This is my head coach. You have to work with them and GMs could pull out the race and GMs could be like, okay, that's fine. Personally, I think because I think you need to, if you want to clear everything, you, I think it's, I think the GM and the head coach should come in a package personally. Like, like what's going on in Miami? Warriors got to go. Which transitions into Miami. Uh, I said last week that although I had Miami winning, I said I was pre- trying to prepare. I was preparing for, the inevitable if they lose. They lost. Even though I was in the back of my head, I was pre- being prepared. It still stunned me. It, it just, I didn't want to believe it. I didn't want to believe we actually lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars, but we did. It's it's tough though. It's, it's tough. It's got to be tough for you guys. I know that there were, okay, like, there was that call that it might have uh, during the punt. It might have. I know. I know. Let me say. Let me, you could say, yeah, Miami has caught a break. I would say Miami hasn't really caught a break at all. That being said, with, with injuries and some of the refing. that being said, you should be being Jacksonville. You shouldn't need to catch a break to beat Jacksonville. Like, like, I thought the first half, I thought Miami was the more dominant team. Just they were driving up the field a bunch of times. There were some good drives. Obviously, that first drive was excellent. And even the, the next drives were great. But once again, they're in Jacksonville territory. They're in the red zone. And questionable play calling ensues. And instead of it being like at the end of the half, 21-10, it's only a it's only a three-point game. And obviously, Jacksonville like and I was hoping, 
And I keep saying it like in halftime. I'm like, you know what? They gotta, they gotta keep going. There's no way in hell they slow down the pace, and they did. They did, and then that's what they've been doing all year. Coming out of halftime, there is no juice whatsoever, none, none from the coaching, play calling, nothing, and it really, it really just breaks my heart. Just Brian Flores is not the same coach that he was last year and the year before. He just isn't. I still stand behind the whole coach of the year thing from last year because he was an incredible coach last year and the expectations were still not too high from a lot of the media heading into last year. He's a completely different coach, completely different coach. And I think it's with him as adapting in game, it's, I think it's the staff that he's assembling. It's a lot of young staff. It's, it's a young inexperienced staff too. You have to realize as well, as well as the team where he got rid of some veterans, the Van Noy of the world. I thought he would have gotten fired when they landed. And that is something London. you said last week. You said, if you lose to Jacksonville, don't let him touch foot in this country with his job. You said something along those lines. Well, here we are. He's still here and looks like he's not going to get fired. It looks like he's, unless they lose like two, two or three more games in a row, it looks like he will be seeing out. I think he season. starts the next year too, no matter what. Well, who knows? Who knows? Because I have a few, if if Flores is gone, then Greer, Chris Greer is gone. They're coming as a, they're going as a package, no matter what. Mm-hmm. No, one of them doesn't stay, one and the other one doesn't go. Both of them stay, both of them go. It's simple as that. It's simple as that. Put it like this too. Give me, give me a breakdown. How's your draft class looked from la, from last draft? Let's do let's do the past three drafts from 2019 because that's when the Flores regime kicked in. 2019, uh, I, I I can name all of them pretty much. So Christian Wilkins first round. I like Christian. I think he's picking up recently. He had a strip. He had a, a strip sack, strip fumble from uh, off of uh, Trevor Trevor Lawrence. Um, I, I really like him. I think he's a great energy guy. Second round pick didn't have second round pick because they traded that for Josh Rosen. Obviously, that was a loss, but I don't, they didn't really, Arizona didn't really do anything with that pick. Third round, Michael Dieter, slow start first year, pretty much got the redshirt last year. And this year, he was the starting center and they got hurt. But I, I think he's been playing pretty well. Fifth round, I believe it was Andrew Van Ginkle. He's he's kind of I thought he was gonna step up because of the Van Noy, because Van Noy's law uh, left, and I thought he was gonna step in. Has not really happened, unfortunately. He's been struggling. I think he's at best like a sub package guy. Uh, sixth, seventh round, it was Isaiah Prince. He got cut during that year. Se- uh, seventh round, Chandler Cox fullback got cut last year, and Miles Gaskin, who had two weeks ago had an a great game against Tampa last week. Uh, this past Sunday, he was terrible. 2020, all three, all three first round picks. Tua, I thought, you know, my thoughts about Tua. Uh, Austin Jackson, terrible as a tack, as a left tackle, kicked in as a guard. He's been okay. Noah Igbenogany has been, geez, uh, 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 
Trayvon uh, Diggs, the the cornerback from uh, Dallas, went like seventh picks after him. That's all I really got to say about that one. I guess I'll do a general summary before I go pick by pick. But the, that last year, that 2020 draft has been a frustrating one for sure. When you have five picks in the first two rounds, and you really hit on one of them, which is Raekwon Davis at the uh, D tackle, who I think is great. It's been, it, and last year so far, I really, this past year, I I love Javon Holland. That guy's a playmaker. And I know people have now criticized uh, Jalen Phillips and Jalen Waddle, but they'll be, they'll be fine. I think he's been picking it up recently. I know he. He he didn't like have a sack or anything last week or this past week or whatever, but I still like him a lot as a prospect. I think he'll he'll be fine. Yeah, and another guy I liked out of college, Berg. Oh, Eichenberg. Oh, my mic got messed up, didn't it? Yep. Okay, there you go. Yes. All right. I'm back. Um, right. Eichenberg is a prospect, big body Notre Dame kid. You know the classic. As we've seen multiple, 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 multiple times over, those kids have worked out. But how, how's it looking so far? Still struggling a little bit. It, it's, offensive it's, line has not been good. It's been a mixed bag, and I think I'm taking this from uh, the Locked On Dolphins podcast, one of my favorites to watch. And he said, uh, the host Kyle Krabs, he said something I, I agree with is that Miami they like what they did pretty much all offseason with their offensive line. Is they they were uh, just pretty much. Pick uh, shuffling guys in. Exactly, they were shuffling guys in into different. They they love versatility. They love versatility. They love plugging players in different positions, and they we did that with with Eichenberg. and I, and he said it probably wasn't a good idea to do that because you know he's now you know he's used to playing left tackle entirely in Notre Dame, mm-hmm. and then entire off season he's kind of thrown into right tackle. And he's in that, and you know, yeah, he starts at right tackle, and then, but then week one he starts back at uh, and preseason he starts at right tackle, and then left, and week one of uh, of the regular season he goes back to left tackle. Week two he doesn't really play. Well, week three he doesn't really play as well, but now he's back to playing left tackle. So it's kind of like probably if you just stuck him there at left tackle the entire off season, maybe we don't have this problem. He's been a little up and down. He didn't play all that well last uh, last week. So I would say Tua made that offensive line look competent this past week because he was making – he was throwing the ball a lot more quickly than Jacoby Brissett. Simple as that. And then it's just – I want you to talk about a little bit with the Sean Watson rumors. Where, do you, where does Miami go for with this? And then at the same time, do you genuinely think that – Tua was not the guy that Flores wanted. So I'm going to answer your first question, that last part first. I'm going to say it looks like it because the fourth down, the fourth and one play, I think is a clear indication that this somehow still, this coaching staff does not trust Tua with the ball. Although he was when Fitzpatrick was here. And and we we all thought Chan Gailey, it was all Chan Gailey. I thought it was all Chan Gailey. No, it's Brian Flores. It seems like it's Brian Flores. A fourth and one in your own, at your own 45. It's close to midfield, 45-yard line. And you run a shotgun 
an inside zone run at the shotgun formation. So you're pretty much taking the ball out to his hands, into the hands of Malcolm Brown. Something that has not worked at all this entire season. Fourth and shorts with Malcolm Brown. It has never worked. I'd rather you put in Jacoby Brissett, QB sneak. Why not? Why not? Or shotgun formation, either I formation, run up the gut, or QB sneak with Tua, or shotgun formation, play action, RPO, which Tua was playing well, doing well with. Throw the Mike Kosicki. Why not? I completely agree. It's, it's, it is unbelievable, the play calling. They're playing to to not lose. They're playing that, not to lose. To exactly. There's no risk. There's no risk. And so they do take deep shots, and it doesn't really. It's been like eh, it doesn't hasn't really worked. But they don't do it often. And and, and also, I just think the players are confused on what routes and the play designs. They're like, they're all like two or three receivers are running the same route, or they're all in like in a five yard box of each other. It is. It is confusing to me what they're doing. What they're doing. Why is how they're operating Jalen Waddle? Yes, 10 receptions, 70 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, he had two touchdowns. I, I want more vertical shots with Jalen Waddle. Right, once again, I think it's the it's not on Jalen Waddle, but I think they don't trust Tua to throw the ball field. Then what were we doing? Like I I tr- I truly don't understand because even like you have to take shots. You have to take shots somehow. somehow. Even, like, sure, you haven't had Will Fuller or Devontae Parker, but who cares? I agree. The, the Will Fuller experience has already failed. It's already failed. And Devontae Parker, like, he has, like, a bruised thumb. He's out for three weeks. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. And The biggest knock on Will Fuller going to free agency was he couldn't stay healthy, and he's not staying healthy. I, I guess as Dalton says, we should have expected it. And I guess we did, but I guess it's like when you're, you're coming in to the season, you're like, okay, I'm going to be prepared and we'll be fine. All that. And it happens. You're like, we, mm-hmm. we did do that. Didn't we? And it doesn't help when you're losing. So. It just seems real tough in an organization, but then going to the second point, well, we didn't answer the first point. Was Herbert the guy that Flores wanted? And do you think it would have been different if he's in Miami? It seemed like from all reports, it looked like there was a divided room mm-hmm. in the front office. It seemed like Flores wanted Herbert. I'm not sure about the front. It seemed like it was very much split. But also there was one guy, one guy that really wanted Tua. And that's owner Stephen Ross. Because the reason why, the it's obviously because he's owner. Mm-hmm. But let me continue. The last time he really wanted a quarterback, really wanted a quarterback, was uh, a certain quarterback in the 2018 draft. The last quarterback selected in that first round, Lamar Jackson. He won Lamar Jackson. So, of course, he's like, oh, I know what I'm talking about. And hell, our our first round pick from that year, Minka Fitzpatrick, is not even on our team anymore. So he thinks... He knows what he's talking about when it comes to football. And he wanted Tua at the time. And now he wants Deshaun Watson. I don't know what. Uh, so he know, So he thinks. So, and also, oh, 
it is a mess. It is. And I, at the time, I thought Stephen Ross was slowly coming off of the whole. He's right back into football operations, and that's why like, the football people make football decisions. Exactly, and about the Herbert thing, it's still. I don't know. It seemed like it, it's a part of me that says things could be different because it seemed like Flores would trust him because he preferred him. But then it's like if he if Herbert got the same playbook as to what I think we'll get the same results because look at like Ryan Tannehill and look at him and look at him his first six seven years in the league with Miami and look at him in the past two three years with Tennessee. It looks like. I feel like a more not confident. He he does run a lot of confidence, uh, but Tennessee has been able to limit his uh, limitations with uh, pocket presence and getting the ball out quickly. And it just it works. It's been working out better for him. Tua, they just haven't offensively. It's been a it's been a disaster for the Flores regime. It's been an absolute disaster. Okay, but then. What do you do now? Do you like I, I know you don't care, but do you trade for Watson or do you wait to the draft? It's not even like you have a first round draft pick, but would you rather try and trade up and get a guy like Sam Howell? Spencer Rattler is out of the conversation now. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure if I look if I can find it, but I remember the, the kid out of Liberty is supposed to be a very good Malik Willis. It's supposed to be a really that, good that, that project dude. quarterback. High ceiling. I, do, uh, I like the looks of him. I do like the looks of him, but he might go high up in draft. Um, with Deshaun, listen. Deshaun is a generational if, guy. If Miami trades for Deshaun Watson, you know, at least I feel like two or three ones. Yeah, probably because uh, next year, 2023, we have two first round picks. And as I think we discussed it earlier, we saw the rumors that possibly it's a three-team trade, and you're sending him to Washington, to it. But then I heard that there's a report saying from beat writers in Washington saying that there isn't anything. Is it Denver? Maybe who knows? But then again, no matter what, we're, what we're consistently hearing is Dolphins are shopping Deshaun. You know what? I've been saying all off season that it's not going to happen, but now I'm saying. If it, if they really wanted Deshaun Watson, this trade would have been done, done months ago. It wouldn't be done months ago. We've been, it's been these conversations have been starting since Dolphin season ended last year. It's been you 10 never months. know. Do you think this is a conversation with the within the organization where Flores is arguing with the owner and it's a back and forth where the owner still believes in two? On the other hand, Flores wants Deshaun Watson. I I bet you it's actually not that. I think it's Stephen Ross. I think it would be Stephen Ross saying, telling. Greer and Flores, hey, listen, your ass is on the hot seat. You got to figure it out. And I bet you it's going to be a panic move if, if they're really serious about Deshaun Watson to cover their asses. Deshaun Watson that, will win you games. No matter how bad would, you guys are, he'll game, win. He, you guys will finish with five, five or so, five, six wins. Who wins games? But, but, but will it solve the, the, the coaching decisions? Brian Flores got out coached by Urban Meyer. You never know, though, what it could do to open the playbook. And on top of the fact, you don't have to worry about ruining tanking or ruining, oh, we might get a high draft pick because you don't have your first-round pick. Well, what happens if it doesn't? If you guys don't win? What happens if it doesn't? What, if you don't win? Yeah. If you guys don't win, you're saying you're out three ones and Deshaun Watson doesn't work? 
I think it's a rare case scenario that Deshaun Watson altogether doesn't work. He is an unreal talent. He made Houston. He sent Houston to the playoffs and damn near almost beat Kansas City a couple of years back with an abysmal Houston roster. Now, he don't even worry about the offensive line as much because he is about five or six times more elusive and evasive in the pocket than Tua is, has a lot more pocket presence, and you're giving him a solid receiving corner. Well, the thing is, is that the Dolphins have never been able to evaluate the quarterback position since Marino. And that, but example, that's the thing. Uh, what, 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 what the th- 2006, 2006, uh, Drew Brees is on the market. Nah, we'll trade for Dante Culpepper instead. How that won't pan out. But the thing is, though, that Deshaun Watson is a pro- like there's nothing to evaluate. He is proven to be elite. This is different coming out of the draft where people didn't know if he was going to be that talented yet. He is proven to be elite. And your only concern should be his allegations surrounding him if something happens and he's not in your roster anymore. One thing I'll say about that, you're not concerned about his play. Yeah, go ahead. One thing I'll say about that is I, I would think Stephen Ross has at the very least talked to Goodell about yeah. if Watson's going to play. Because if if that's they make the trade and the NFL stops in and it says no, then that's a, that's a little shady in my opinion. Um, so I would think it's okay. Like the NFL gave them the green light, the green light to do whatever. But like the thing is, it's not. It's gonna gloss over the the true issues on this team, which is player development. They haven't developed anyone, and the coaching staff is really inexperienced. George Godsey, co-offensive co- coordinator, called like nineteen games with the Houston Texans like five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. Eric Susdell, the other co-offensive corner, has never called plays in his life. I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm not sure. Like, sure, Deshaun Watson, look, if that happens, I'll be like, okay, cool. Uh, I'm, uh, I hope it succeeds. I hopefully hope it works. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully it works. But then it'll be just once again, like, they got... The, they couldn't develop their young quarterback, and they haven't. They didn't give him the right support, which is what they did with Tannehill seven years ago. That's what they. they that's what they haven't been able to do since Marino. Once again, even Marino didn't have the right support because he was because he was so great. He had to carry those teams. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watts is not that player, but Wait, he's not that player. Well, has he made the Super Bowl yet? You sound don't don't start with that. You know he's that player. He is a gym rat. He is constantly in the film room. The only thing that worries me oh, is focusing that... on his on-field performance and him as a football player. He is a worker and he makes everybody around him better. The only thing that worries me, as well as these the allegations that are going on, is also he hasn't play that all this season. So I wonder like how long will it take for him to learn everything? I yeah, all, the only the, thing the, is the, learning, the but I don't doubt that he's been working out. Like he's oh, yeah, definitely obviously like working out compared to 
uh, you know, in-game fit yeah. the fitness. Once again, the thing I've heard in the football world about Deshaun Watson is he's a very smart quarterback. He's very intelligent, and he watches film is consistently studying up on the game. And I've, you've seen him in many press conferences. The way he's able to break down defenses, not only in the field, but when he's explaining it to reporters, is top tier. So I, I think you guys make this move. You don't get too many quarterbacks like that. It just pains me. It really just pains me. Just the situation we're in right now, one in five, and these conversations pop back up again. Yeah, but so Miami's Miami's got what two weeks until the trade deadline, like it's like November second. So do it now. But let's take let's take a look at our weekly picks. All right, Denver, Cleveland. We have Case Keenum as a starting quarterback, and that's exactly why they're going to win this week. Case Keenum, be- Case Keenum, if there's five touchdowns or five interceptions, and I'm going on the first one. I'm going Cleveland too. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna block yours, block your picks, so so it doesn't seem like you know I'm copying them. Kansas City, Tennessee. I think people are still sleeping in Kansas City a little bit. They go in, get another win this week. I, by the way, I also don't have my picks written down yet this week, so I don't know what Me you're too. blocking off. I'm blocking your predictions. Like I'm, I'm saying them before I type them, so what does it even matter? I have nothing yeah, typed yeah, yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know, man. Like This is a, a tough one. I'm probably going to go Kansas City because like, I'm really unsure with that Tennessee defense because they're not a great group. Yeah, Mahomes will pull out some some BS and they'll get it done. So, damn, you you put them as Oakland? That's crazy. Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, oh well, tough shit. That's crazy. I was looking, I was like Oakland. That's crazy. But going into the next week, we got Green Bay, Washington. Green Bay gets to win. Ever since they lost that week one game, they've been on tear. Aaron Rodgers is unreal. And Washington doesn't have an offense. No, no, fair enough. Okay. Baltimore, Cincinnati. I think Baltimore heavily relies on Lamar, but it's working. He's he always kicks Cincinnati's ass. Not even concerned about that. And Lamar is a top five quarterback in the NFL. It's sad that we have to keep saying this. The man is superhuman, and we saw he could pocket pass. He's getting better every damn year. We knew he could run, but the man could sit in the pocket and deliver some top-tier throws. Lamar is the man, and he's in the MVP conversations this year. Realistically, like if you do the same thing like you do in the NBA, and you say, well, who is the most valuable player in the NFL? It is Lamar Jackson. Without Lamar, Baltimore sucks. They're bad. They are a bad offensive team. With Lamar, elevates everybody's play. And Marquise Brown, I'll take it back. Really, I was slandering his name. He has been playing very, very good football. Been holding on to the ball, been running his routes, and we knew he was fast. And it's looking good. Mark Andrews, we knew what he could do. But, yeah, there's a bad football team without Lamar. Don't sleep on my man. 
I had Baltimore too, but honestly, this one I was really uncertain with because Baltimore are the mystery box because you don't know what you're going to get with them. So it's, yeah, like if our picks are really are like pretty much identical, which it looks like they are. I changed one just for that reason. Okay. I think because you changed one, I actually might change that one to Cincinnati okay. to be a little different because, yeah, because they're Baltimore are, you know, last week, this past week, they were, they were all over uh, the Chargers. They dominated them. Mm-hmm. But then they'll just, I don't know, falter for a game or two. That's what they've been really doing for the past two years. So I'm going Cincinnati. Because, hey, they trust their quarterback. They're getting their rookie, this is, this they're getting their rookie I, receiving open. open going huh? to the next oh. one. This is one I did not expect. That you have the Giants over Carolina, huh? Welcome yeah, to the dark side. Yeah, no, Carolinas are just – it's not good. But you know who's also not good? The, the New Jets. York Giants. That's yeah, true. Then Nico Thomas said hi. I don't know who it is, but um, I think that this is not even like a meme like last week because we I really didn't think they're going to beat the Rams, but I decided to put it for my ego. I can't. I, 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 but I genuinely yeah, think I, the Giants can beat Carolina. Daniel Jones is hopefully in a better state after his big hit a couple weeks back. And I think they can. He can really gun the ball this week. Hopefully, Kadarius Tony. I haven't seen what the state of his injury is really, and I'm hoping he plays this week. I think he's out. He might be on multiple weeks. I'm actually going to check up on that now. But take it away. What's your analysis on this week? For what? The Giants. Which game? Um, it's more or less about not really more about the, not really about the Giants. It's more or less my thoughts on Carolina. What they were three and out at the beginning of the year, and yeah, are they three out. and three? What was that? Yeah, Tony's out. Out for the game? Yeah. Out for the week? Okay, I'm gonna change that. Um, that that's it. Switch it up. Yeah. <laughs> um. I'm, I yeah, I haven't really been impressed by uh, Carolina to be honest at all. Darnold has been looking like uh. Uh, um, but yeah, you got, apparently Tony might be is going to be out. It's another injury to another um even Very more depleted. Check out our video about Kadarius Tony. Okay, I'm not even talking about that. It, it's a depleted roster. The Giants they're absolutely depleted, and yeah, I got I got to go Carolina. Barely, it might be an ugly one. And take it away because you know I've been laying over Miami, but okay. So I uh shortly after that game, Pete, we went on a FaceTime. I'm not sure if you caught caught it, but I said for the rest of the year, I'm gonna flip a coin to pick make these. No, picks. you're not about to flip a coin. <laughs> I'm I don't have a coin with me, so I gotta I've got a coin flip simulator up. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead Honestly, serious. I'm, uh, you want me to flip the coin? I have a coin. Flip a coin. Okay, flip a coin. And, the, and this is my... Um, are, are you still there, Pete? I want, I want you to call it out right now. You want heads or tails? Okay, 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 or okay. you want in there? The, 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 hold on, hold on. This is, this is my, my, uh, my role. My, uh, 
the legal quarter. Rule. There's my rule. Heads is home, away is tails. Okay. So whatever it lands on. Away is I, tails, I, homes. Yes. Home. It's homes. Yes. And whatever it lands on, I that's who I pick. So Atlanta will be the away team. Miami's the home team. So Miami's heads. Miami's heads. Do you want do you want me to do the catch and like flip on the hand or just let it drop? Uh, let's do that because that's why I would have done the, the flip on the hand. All right, let's see. Miami loses this week. Tails. So, tails. Know. All right, it's tails. All right. All right, Atlanta. <laughs> Evans like this. That hurts my soul. Look, I hope they're. I hope I'm wrong. I hope the coin's wrong, but I, I I can't I can't in goodwill pick pick the Dolphins. I I I just can't for the rest of the year. And then straight through, pretty much have damn near the same picks. New England over the Jets. Jets suck. The only reason I have Vegas mm-hmm. over Philly is as much as I switched up on them. Philly's ass. Philly's up. <sighs> yeah, they put up a nice little fight against Tampa at the end, but yeah. So okay. Yeah, we're having Vegas. Okay, yeah. Denver are awful. They're not a good team. And um, even with Baker being out, we still think they're going to lose still. Oh, uh, I, I saved my comparison saying. last okay, week. Okay. okay. Yeah, I saved my comparison last week. Then for the 20-team Dolph- Miami Dolphins, they start 3-0, and and they proceeded to suck the rest of the year. Uh, but, yeah, Vegas just – we all we thought last week they were going to – with the whole Gruden thing, they were going to fall down and, and die for the rest of the year. Uh, but they came out with a statement. They generated a bunch of turnovers. They were final uh, cylinders. Yeah. Why not? Why not Vegas? They might be a pretty darn good team, even with the uh, off the field stuff. Yeah. I can't believe I'm just stuck here like this. It's honestly upsetting me. It's very upsetting, huh? But I think we've pretty much touched bases for a lot of what's going on this week in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we didn't finish up. Did we finish up our predictions? I can't see it. Oh, oh. Oh. Hello? Hello? Okay. I'm still here. Don't worry. Oh, God. This is this will be fun. Uh, <laughs> to finish off, we both had the Rams over Detroit because... Of course, uh, Tampa Bay over Chicago, we both had them. Arizona over Houston, we both had them. We disagreed on San Francisco. I have San Francisco winning. You have Indy winning. Uh, honestly, I don't mind having Indy winning because the Dolphins have San Francisco's draft pick, so whatever. Hmm. And uh, New Orleans winning. We both have New Orleans over Seattle because Geno Smith is the quarterback, and New, England, uh, New Orleans likes the, uh, plays really well away. So... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Damn, I look cute frozen. Oh boy. (laughs) But thank you to our loyal and lovely viewers back at home. Uh, Mm -hmm. I hope you like our updated icon on Spotify. You don't have to talk that close to the mic. I hope you enjoy our website. Um, take a look at our sports section specifically because Evan has been doing a phenomenal job with his writing, even though for some god no reason he still had uh, Washington at the ninth spot 
in the East, as well as having Chicago criminally at like a seven spot. They make the playoffs. They're still a good team. Easy there. There's, I think there's better teams in front of them. Don't be surprised if Chicago finishes a top three seed. Okay. Easy, easy, easy. Uh, like, what would, be so, what would be so crazy about one or two being Milwaukee and Boston and Brooklyn and three being uh, Chicago? I think on paper they look obviously they, they look awesome. They're really, they're a really fun team to watch, but I just I just think there's better teams right right now in front of them. That's what that's what just I the think. only team I can entertain look, look, is look. Boston. Like, who else do you have ahead of them? If I just thinking back, I th- oh, yeah. Ooh. I'm sorry, I pulled up on my phone right now. Atlanta, I had Atlanta above them. That's 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 a tough one. That's one I can respect it, but it's tough. because uh, I feel like mm. they're too much of Trey Young. I I have I have the 76ers above them, I believe. Top of my head. See, I don't it's just too dysfunctional. It is too dysfunctional. But it they might and like the thing is they might thrive with Ben Simmons just leaving, although they're still a good team with him. Yeah. That's so right. that, that was that was a tough one, I would say, because like if ben, Joel and beats healthy. They're a playoff team. See, Miami Ford, this one is another one I could respect too, especially with the addition of Kyle Lowry. Yeah, yeah, th- that was the big one too. And and a healthy season of uh, Oladipo, I think that would be... I think they're going to be the best defensive team in the NBA. Yeah, I no, think I, I... Oladipo, if healthy, with Kyle, Kyle Lowry, who's a solid defensive guard, with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo is going to be a lockdown... One well, four guys were there, depending on the probably throw Duncan Robinson in there. But it should be solid. Sorry for the abrupt ending here at the end. We had a little bit of technical difficulties with Zoom. Thank you to Toast. You know, not kidding, but Zoom crashed on us a little bit. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate all of you. Check out the website at toastinthemorning.com and go Giants.